hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being here today. Today, I've got my good friend Kelly Donahue Piro hanging out. We're going to have a roundtable type discussion about commercial prospecting. Uh, it's so much fun. She and I uh, have been putting this course together now for quite some time, and I'm super proud to be a part of it. She is a sponsor of the show. She and I have been collaborating together for quite some time, and I'm proud to be a part of this course, a part of her team, so to speak, a part of what's going on over there at APP. Again, as part of the show, uh, as part of the sponsor, uh, let me take a minute. If you are interested in working or learning more about them, go to agencyperformancepartners.com or open up any social media. You will find them anywhere and everywhere you want to. They are amazing. Uh, what Agency Performance Partners does is work with some of the agents, uh, some of the largest agencies, some of the best agencies in the country and in Canada, uh, all over to solve some of the the industry's biggest challenges. And those challenges are people, their processes, their sales, their retention. They've done courses on hiring, on uh, you know, onboarding, on uh, on all kinds of things. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com. Check it out. I promise you, it'll be so worth your time. Tell them the mayor sent you. Also, my good friends over at Covered Desk. They are the premier solution for virtual assistants and helping if you're looking at hiring new people, if you are looking to uh, add more staff, well, it wouldn't hurt you to start with Covered Desk to see what you can do there uh, to take some stuff off of the plates uh, of some of your employees now and just make everyone more efficient. I love working with Covered Desk. Uh, they do a phenomenal job uh, for me. I know a lot of you know of my listeners, of my uh, citizens that use CoverDesk, and I hear nothing but raving reviews about how awesome it is to have a CoverDesk employee. Uh, they really do become a part of your team uh, and help you to write more business, to build your relationships, to get more involved in the community, whatever it is, CoverDesk.com. Please go check it out. Excuse me there. On to today's show. Again, uh, this is a, a fun episode that we put together. You can also find this one. You may have already heard it. If you have, you can go ahead and listen to it again. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, but it has been uh, released on the Agency Performance Partners uh, podcast, which is also called the Ridiculously Amazing Insurance Agent Podcast. I think I got that right. Check it out there if you want to. Uh, Kelly is uh, a good friend, a dear friend, and uh, a good friend of the agency, uh, of the industry, I mean. If you look uh, on her LinkedIn, it says BFF to agency owners. So true. I've gotten to know her and a lot of her clients, and they all just, they look at her as uh, BFF, uh, as a family member sometimes. So agencyperformancepartners.com. I'm going to get out of the way here and let you hear our conversation uh, about prospecting. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Kelly Donahue Piro. What's up, Kelly? Uh, what is up, Mr. Mayor? Um, yeah, excited about this because I believe heavily in prospecting. Yeah. Yet, I see so many commercial producers that their strategy to fill their funnel is to aggressively wait for the phone to ring. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because this is something that I feel like I'm not really good at a whole lot of things, but I'm really good at at this part of things, of, of the commercial game and of you know prospecting and getting out and and doing those things, I think uh, it's huge. And one of the things that, that I started off talking about this, and you're really good at this as well and what you do, and that's 
figure out who your ideal client is right now. Um, and I think you have to start there before you can even do anything else. You got to know who you're prospecting to and who you want to talk to. That's even a big part of what we do, even on our side of things. But I think for commercial producers, you got to know who your ideal client is first. Yeah. Well, and I think um, that helps you kind of figure out how to build a list, right? So with prospecting, you know, you take a cooler lead, you take opportunity, you have to introduce yourself to people. So, um, you know, and maybe we should take a step back, Keith, and define like, what do you mean by prospecting? Is this cold calls? Is this networking events? Is this calling on lists? Like, maybe we should take a step and say, like, okay, prospecting, what are the levers that you can push and pull to make sure that you have a proactive way to fill your pipeline? I think that's all the things. I mean, and that's what we talk about is it is, it's some cold calling, it's some networking events, it's some, you know, uh, you know, warm leads, it's some, you know, working referral partners, it's all the things. But again, it's all got to be intentional how you do those things. That's why I talked about and when I started off talking about ideal client and what's your value prop and things like that. Because once you identify those things as a commercial producer, then as you're calling these people, then you know what you're talking about. Then you know what you're hitting on. Then you know, once you've done the research on what your ideal client wants, just like, when someone gets on the phone with you, you already know most of their problems as an agency owner and what they're looking for and how to handle that. And I've never heard you on the phone where you got stuck in a conversation. You've done your research. You've been in this long enough. And I think it's the same thing with commercial production. If you're, you know, your ideal client is a, I don't know, a restaurant, then you know what restaurant owners need. You know what to look for. You know what solves, you know, what problems to solve. Again, I'm tongue-tied. You know those things. So I think you've got to figure out what that is and you go into it. Yeah, it's cold calling. Again, it's working with referral partners, all those things. Awesome think too um prospecting gets like a really bad rap right yes, so yes. um i want to maybe particularly spend some time on cold calling here today because yeah that's one of those like mysteries i feel like that people have very false intentions on and so i think that the cold call is still very viable and oh, i think 100%. That because so many people don't do it that, you know, you have like an open target where you could blast emails out. You can hope to bump into people at networking events. But cold calling to me is great because it's one of the things you can control. Like, yeah. you can control the number of cold calls you make. And the way I like to coach producers is these are scratching lottery tickets. So imagine that it's supposed to like, oh, I've got to make 100 cold calls or 10, whatever the number is. I think yeah. you should do 100 a day personally, um, especially if your job number one job is production and you don't have a working pipeline. So if you put 100 lottery tickets in front of you, do you think that some of them would give you a return? Yeah, it's, it's a law of numbers. Yeah, for Correct. sure. For and sure. So sometimes you're going to get the guy who just got into a fight with his agent and owns 12 Burger Kings. And sometimes you're going to get the person who's like, yeah, I'll let you look. And that's like the difference between maybe like a $50 winner on a scratch ticket or like, hey, you got your money back, you know, like, but you have to look at it from a positive aspect versus a negative aspect, which is, oh, I got to make calls. A positive aspect is scratch this lottery ticket and see what we got. Yeah, but yeah, you're exactly right. It's a law of numbers thing. I think the reason why a lot of people don't do the cold calling is because of some of the things you just said, they go to their own perceived notions of like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to shop. They don't want to do this. But like you said, you catch them on the right day. And they may have gotten a fight with somebody. They just had a huge claim. Or they may have just gotten that bill that says they're they're going up 20% on their renewal. Or something could have happened. And so you that's the whole reason we get on the phone, right? And the, <clears throat> the average client will stay with a, a person three to five years. So, I mean, again, it's all like, you know, you call it luck. You call it, you know, action, whatever it is. But I think it's just got to be out there. You got to be making those calls. You never know what you're going to unturn. Unturn? Uncover. 
God, I can't talk today, Kelly. Sorry about that. Um, you have to do that. And then I also think that you have to be in a position where, and this might sound kind of woo-woo, you have to put positive energy out in the universe. So if Ooh, you go to yeah. a phone call grumpy about it, you are not going to put that same energy into it. It's like, uh, hey, Heath, uh, I'm Kelly and I sell insurance. Do you, are you interested in talking to me about insurance? you be like, no. Where <laughs> if I'm like, I'm, I'm like, dude, it's like I got someone on the phone and I'm not going to let them go. Like you have to check yourself. A lot of people say cold calling doesn't work. And then I'll pull the recorded call and I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that didn't work because you sounded like, you sounded like the guy trying to sell me a vacuum door to door. And yeah. I don't want that. Like you have to realize that number one, you know, you have to make a certain number of calls to get a certain number of people on the phone. And then you have to do your part of not sounding ridiculous when some, when you do call. Agreed. But also, okay. So I look at cold calls as two different things. There's cold calls, like literally like on the phone, cold call, and then there's drop-ins. And mm -hmm. I love the cold call drop-ins more than I do a call. And I, you know, it sounds like an obvious thing from the mayor here, but it's harder to say no to somebody in person than it is over the phone. So if you can yeah. get your ass out and do some cold call drop-ins and plan those out ahead of time when you walk in on somebody, you know, and I talk about that in the course that we just launched that, and think that it's a huge way of getting more yeses is to show up in person with those people. And when you do... You know, it's so simple just to be genuine and be yourself and just walk in and, you know, I, I, I would say in the in the blog, of, start with a compliment of something. When you walk in their building, hey, great space you got here or what a great location or, hey, Kelly, that's a great shirt. What'd you get? Whatever it might be, just to get the ball rolling and building rapport. And then you can get into some of that stuff. You don't even have to talk insurance on that drop-in or that cold call. I think it's just a matter of building rapport and trying to get an appointment from there. Don't settle in for some long, drawn-out conversation. Because then you're going to just be a sleazy salesman. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like, you know, this Jeez. is one of those things where the only way that any type of prospecting, cold drop-ins, call-ins, you know, networking events, whatever type of prospecting you're you're down with, it has to be done consistently. I see oh, a yeah. lot of producers give up on prospecting before, like they've put, they've earned the right to say that it should be working. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm big on the zero excuse environment. And so it's like, okay, so you're telling me cold calling doesn't work. How does it work for some of the million dollar producers I work with? Right? right? Like That's, what is the difference between yeah. you and them? And there is no difference. The difference is they've been doing it for longer that they've made the commitment to it. They might've been doing it for five years. You've done it for five minutes and you're making a judgment on it because it's uncomfortable. You're not going to have the same success in the first five calls you make as the second, as the 500 calls you make. And you're not calling someone new every time. You have to kind of keep moving through the pipeline of how to make it happen. Well, let's be real. Let's, okay. So you, it's no secret out there. People listening to this show knows that Kelly and I work with some of the largest agencies in our industry. And the most successful ones that we work with, they're still cold calling to this day, whether they've been in the industry 20 years or yeah, two months. Okay. So some of the most successful ones, they still get out at least one day a week in cold call. Yep. So, I mean, it still works and there's still people that want to buy from that kind of person or people that want the hustle. They like the hustle. They respect the hustle. And so anyway, I, I just think people that say it doesn't work or I, I'm too busy to get out and cold call. Get over yourself. You're not too busy to go out and cold call. You just and don't think, want to. Right. You're scared. You're scared. You don't want to. Here's the other consistent part that I see on prospecting is 
you know, if there's something you don't want to do, you'll always find something else that you could be doing instead of it, right? So it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm waiting for the underwriter to come back. I'm not going to go prospect. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And what you're doing is really having like a, you know, you're, you're not living in an abundance mindset where you're saying one of my biggest you're jobs right. this week has to be to fill the top of the funnel. You know, a lot of people say, I don't have time to work out, but they've got time to sit and watch TV. So it's right. not that you don't have time. It's that you you value sitting and relaxing more than you value your personal fitness. And so- <laughs> If you value waiting on an underwriter to call you back more than filling your funnel, you're going to find a way to not fill your funnel. Um, and that's going to be the challenge that you have to, you know, work through. Yeah. It, okay. So I don't know how you feel about this. So this might be a fun little controversial conversation. You might agree with me. So let's see. I don't think that cold emails work as well as phone calls or drop in. And a lot of people say, oh, I sent out 47 emails today or 100 emails today. and I'm done with cold calling. I don't think that counts as cold calling. I think a cold email Again, unless you have a plan for a follow-up or whatever, but I just don't think hiding behind the screen and sending out cold emails is going to be considered cold calling or be a highly effective way. I, I would agree with you. I'll plot twist this just a tad, tad plot bit. Plot like, twist. Okay. Well, because you know, you know how we do it, right? So like we got a lead in today that saw me speak a year ago. Okay. Sure. So I'm on a stage. There's a couple hundred people in a room. I, you know, you can't have a personal interaction with everybody. And lo and behold, I don't remember everybody, you know, I'll speak twice a month. It's 24 times a year. I personally can't remember everybody who comes up and says hi to me. But the second you give me your business card, you go into our drip campaign. And every week you get our videos. Many sure. of you out yeah. there get that. And so this morning we got a lead, great agency, 25 people saw me speak last year. And they're like, I've been thinking about a lot of the stuff you said. I, I really want to talk to you. I think it's right. So you could debate a million and one things. Like they reached out to me. This wasn't prospecting, yeah. but in our system, I can see who's opening those emails. And I no, can that, that I agree with. You know, so it's like it's like I feel like I feel like you can't rely on email, cold email. I feel like you can use email to support your system. Sure. But you know, this also goes into an interesting topic, which I see producers really suck at, which is the ability to build a database. Of contacts, right. right? So that's a that's a new little sneaky, like the million dollar producers I know, they have a database of contacts that they're working. Yeah. They consistently put good quality content out in them, whether it's a law change, a claim, something yeah. interesting, so that when people think about this, they're branding themselves as a, a great resource. And I tell commercial producers this all the time. You might, you know, well, too thoughtful. And we, we just talked about this the other day, but you have to be thinking as a commercial producer, like a football player. The only thing a football player get, cares about is getting a first down. But so many producers just care about the Hail Mary pass down the end and they want the instantaneous, easy part about it. Where I'm like, no, the first thing is maybe you know the gatekeeper. Yeah. The second thing is, you know, um, you know, the second thing that you need is to figure out, okay, well, when is their X date? The third thing you need is an appointment. The fourth thing you need to find their pain point. The fifth thing that you need is to find out who the real decision maker is. Like there's all these little baby steps that if you're patient lead up to the like sneaking the football at the end versus this big Hail Mary, I hope I get it pass. Yep. And so yeah. producers get frustrated because it's like, well, I, I didn't win this one. It's like, no, but you have all the information. They stayed with the incumbent and your job now is to be the first person they call when that guy crops yeah, out. Like, exactly right. um, and I, I tell producers all the time, I'm like the long game of this is being the first person that you call when, when that producer retires, the first person they call when your account manager leaves, the first person you call when the rate goes up, the first person that you call when a claim's not handled right. You want to be there because every relationship in your life changes every three to five years. So you're just being patiently waiting. And then guess what? You're the person they call. We X out the competition. 
And then you just have a great, safe, stable relationship. But your active patience is the most important part in commercial sales. Yeah. And, you know, you say that and at least, to, you know, sometimes people ask me, how do you go over the objection of I've been with my same agent for 20 years? Okay, well, cool. That guy's probably about to retire soon. So give me a shout when he does. I mean, there's easy ways. I tell people all the time, you know, you work, I work with a lot of producers and I tell them, for me personally, I use comedy. And so I try to make little jokes about that. Well, he's about to probably retire. If he's been in 20 years. Call me. Right. Find whatever works for you and you can get through some of those objections. We are at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I want to talk to you about my uh, good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. If, uh, if you're looking for a great solution for your referral partners or for your producers out there, account managers, people working with your prospects, to get that information, the deck pages, to complete that quote, to complete that transaction, go to Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash he and check this out. Uh, they are your one-click solution to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Go to Canopy Connect, usecanopy.com. Also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, your, uh, your, your awesome solution, your partner, your friend, in the business is going to help you whether you're a startup looking for markets or you've been around the block, you've been around the agency world, but you need another market. You need a friend, you need a help. You need someone to come alongside you and help you with market access or advice or things like that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They come in with no fees. They come in uh, not wanting to own part of your business. They just want to provide you market access and they work off a commission split. That's only the carriers they provide to you. So uh, what's what's the harm here? No harm, no foul. It's a great opportunity for you. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, let's get back to the show. Agreed. And I think as we're starting to wrap up this a little bit, I do want to say on that same note, I think, you, yes, it is called cold calling. We talk about it in the prospecting sense, but you can do a little research to make it more of a warm call. You can find out when I first started cold calling, Kelly, maybe back in your day as well. I hate back in my day, I'm getting old now, but I didn't have Google. I didn't have a, had a phone book, but I didn't have Google. So I couldn't. And it would nowadays, be super creepy if you're like, I Googled you. You'd be like, what? Right. Creepo. Nowadays there is Google. You yahooed me. <laughs> right. Nowadays there is LinkedIn. You can research. And I had to get on with one of our uh, clients today. I showed them how to go to LinkedIn, pull it up and find who the people that work there. Go to Google, go wherever, find out the people's names. So when you walk in and you can make it feel more like a warm call. Hey, I need to speak with Kelly instead of, can I speak to the boss? No. Can I speak to Kelly or make it like own the room when you walk in, act like you know what you're doing or you've been there before. So there's that aspect of it. And then I'm a big proponent of just straight up honesty. When you go in, I don't care if you lead with, Hey, I'm an insurance person. I'm not here to sell you anything today, but I want to talk to you about this or that. I don't care how you do it, but I do think people, like you said, they respect the hustle. They respect the honesty. Go for it. Who cares? What's the worst thing's going to happen? Here's the other thing I tell people. And my little ninja trick, so to speak, to use your words of people are going to forget. Like, I remember one week I called on the same person twice in one week. They forgot I came on that Tuesday and I came back that Friday. I forgot I cold called them. They forgot I cold called them. They get cold called so many times in a day. They don't know. So who cares? If you fail that day on a Monday, go back the next Tuesday and act like you've never seen them before. 
Yeah, I do. I agree with all of that. And I, short think, memory. I think that the idea is, is that the producers I know that don't hit their potential, they wait for the phone to ring and they stay real basic. And so you got to decide right now, I'm going to challenge you. Are, do you want to be a basic producer? Or do you want to be a million dollar producer? Because a basic producer is taking low hanging fruit and they're never extraordinary. And they're waiting and they're, their pipeline is in their control. Prospecting is one of the things that you can do to control your pipeline and not go on a roller coaster. You have to decide how important it is to you. Now, if you want to, if you want to check it in, make 80 grand a year, go for it. But again, you could be making, sure. you know, you could have a million dollar book and you know, whatever your commission splits are, you can say that several hundred thousand dollars a year, all by being deliberate and intentional. And these people, by the way, aren't necessarily working 90 hour weeks. They're just really sharp with their time. Yeah. And I'll say going back to again, so the other things that you, we, you know, I talked about a few minutes ago was. I went through the pace setters program. We've got research on some of this stuff to back it up. It takes five times to be in front of somebody. Most salespeople give up after one, but a lot of times it's going to take four and five times before you finally get that yes or before you finally nail something in that sales cycle. So you have to you have to understand that going into. If you can get someone to say yes and buy from you on a cold call, you're, you're a unicorn. Most people, it's going to take more than that. Or it's so, going to be a bad lead, right? Like, right. It's like the yeah. guy who's hiding something and you find out all the scenarios. So. <laughs> yep, exactly. Where can people find out more about this course? Uh, no, I so think... find us on social media. Just reach out. We're happy to answer any yeah. questions. You have yep. the option to buy the course outright. You have the option to subscribe to our school, get this and our other courses, or have the mayor out live or virtually with your team too, and really walk you through it as an instructor and a coach. So, yeah, so many me, options. Yeah, so many options. And I will say this, um, and this is going to sound funny, but I'm really good live. You want to hire me live to come into the office and do this, especially the passion of mine. And second of all, I'm just a fun guy. So you're going to want me in your office in front of your people, and they're going to buy in better that way. Same thing with Kelly, any of these courses. We're better live. You get a lot more buy-in that way. It's just fun for having us. I don't ever go home life. anymore, so. <laughs> right? I'm so. currently in Orlando. I was in Ohio. Next week, I'm in Tennessee. So, there you go. You know, I just what is one more day, down. really? What's one more day? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, look for that opportunity. Uh, there's so many ways that you can uh, be a part of these courses. So, um yeah, do that for sure. They'll reach out to one of us that way and uh, let's get after it. Let's have fun with this. It's All right. Well, Heath has to go talk to another potential client. So we got to let do. him know. But thank you guys so much. Let us know how we can help you and have a ridiculously amazing day. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. I hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional. Guys, please do me a favor. Reach out to any of the sponsors of this show. Just let them know you heard about them. Let them know you appreciate them sponsoring the show. Uh, let them know that you know, you're know you just uh, you're, you're a proud citizen of Insurance Town because some of you... Um, Actually, most of you that reach out to me, uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, and you let me know when you do how much you appreciate this product or that product, or you thank me for having this guest on or that guest. It means so much to me as I'm a words of affirmation guy. So keep those emails flooding in, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. I absolutely love it. And some of you have been also asking me about the new Apex commercial course, which I, I did have a heavy hand in and writing and recording and be a part of. Um, as APP is a sponsor of my show. So uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, same thing goes with Canopy Connect, Cover Desk, Smart Choice, any of my sponsors. I love working with them. I love doing special projects with them. Um, and it means a lot to me. So reach out to any of those sponsors. Let them know 
that you're just so happy that they're on here and that uh, they do so much for our industry. Also, uh, my other uh, silent sponsor in the background uh, is Get Ready, Set Podcast. They do so much for me to make me look good. If you have an idea for your own show, uh, if you're looking at developing a niche, if you're looking to have your own podcast, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Check it out. You'll be so proud that you did. Uh, tell them the mayor sent you. And uh, if there's anything else I can ever do for you, please let me know. Ready, Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. And I look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>